0: I want to tell you my secret now. I see death. death. Silent rain in paper! No, I am the father of all.
1: What's in the box? You You did it! it.
0: You blew it up! up.
1: Come on and slam, and welcome to the Space Jam 2 (laughs) spoiler special. I'm Karen Hines, staff writer at Slate, and I'm joined by Allegra Frank, senior editor at Slate. Welcome, Allegra.
0: Thank you, Karen. Hello. So glad to be jamming with you.
1: (laughs) So today, as per our intro, we are spoiling Space Jam 2, which is technically not Space Jam 2, but Space Jam colon, a new legacy. Right. So I guess we'll start with some general impressions and then get into the spoiler territory. But first, I wanted to say one of the reasons that it's exciting that you are here is that you are a huge OG Space Jam fan. Yeah, I feel
0: like it's sort of become my entire personality at Slate, at least, for some reason, because I find myself vigorously defending the OG SJ.
1: It does feel <laughs> like we have more responsibility to do that because yeah. everyone that we work directly with is, I would say, at least five to ten years older than us, Mm -hmm. and I think hates the 1996 Space Jam on principle.
0: (laughs) Right. Like, we were the perfect age for it. Like, when Mm -hmm. Space Jam came out, 96, you're, like, a year older than me. So I was three. You must have been four. So we were, like, perfect. Give me Looney Tunes. Give me cartoons. Michael Jordan is the coolest guy. And, you know, we, we wanted to sit through a perfectly 80-minute 80, 80 long commercial.
1: I mean, that's the other thing, right? It's 88 yeah. minutes. That's, like, for a child, a perfect movie length.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was, like, the perfect amount of time to sit and, like, watch at a play date. Everything that happens, you're like, oh, wow, cool, oh, Bugs Bunny fun. <laughs> Versus, like, I can see if you were... In high school or middle school even, like 12 and up when that movie came out, you probably Mm -hmm. would be like, this is lame cartoons. I don't like those (laughs) anymore. So I was a huge fan of Space Jam and continue to be to this day because of everything that we just talked about, of how just like fun and
1: silly and honest, like kind of dumb that it was. It is a pretty dumb movie. Like I rewatched it recently and it was like, oh, like, barely anything actually happens in this movie. Right. There's not really that much plot. This really is a movie that as an adult you can you can be like, oh, this really was engineered just to sell sneakers. Yes. <laughs> but even despite that, there's like some weird elements to it where I'm like, oh, this is like kind of interesting at least. Even if it's not necessarily like... it's. No one's going to be like, Space Jam didn't win the Best Picture Oscar, I can't believe it. <laughs> like, of course it's not going to. But I guess as we segue to a new legacy what I'll say is that I weirdly feel like the 1996 one is better than this one what do you think thank
0: you honestly Karen because we (laughs) haven't we haven't had a chance to talk about this yet Mm -hmm. like Karen and I we talk we talk all the time but we haven't talked about Space Jam (laughs) yet we didn't we didn't spoil our take and I feel the same way the original Space Jam to me is miles ahead of this new one and partially it's like (laughs) it might be nostalgia glasses, but I also rewatched it recently, too, like, to get ready for the new one. We have to do our research. Yeah, and I found it still so much fun, and just, I love the silliness, and the cast of Michael Jordan, Wayne Knight, Bill Murray, and then Mm -hmm. compared to this one, which was literally twice as long, it felt like.
1: (laughs) It was so much longer. Okay, so the other one was, the original is 88 minutes. This is 115 minutes, which is not quite twice, but Almost two hours, which is. It feels. Not a short movie. It
0: feels two hours, too. Like, it it feels long. And maybe it is because we're older, but honestly, like, you and I, we can like movies of any age. We're not expecting Mm -hmm. a lot. And I absolutely think this one just did not have
1: any of the fun charm of the original. What about you? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the original one is. Willing to get a little weird. Like the whole sidebar with Bill Murray is so strange. And everything that Wayne Knight is forced to do in that movie is like <laughs> extremely upsetting. So like weird. you can't do that now because it, all the jokes are extremely fat phobic. <laughs> all right. the jokes hinge simply on the fact that he is an overweight man to mm-hmm. the point where I'm like, you know what? Good for Wayne Knight for being in so many <laughs> things in that time period where at least he's getting paid to be trampled on by the Hollywood industry. To be blown up in one part. God, it's (laughs) that, the like CGI balloon version of him is one of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. (laughs) But yeah, like there's nothing like that in this movie. I don't mean that there's nothing problematic in this movie. I just mean that there's nothing that feels like a risk or weird in any way. It's all pretty anodyne. And like, even though I'm like, I don't really think A New Legacy was that good. The more predominant feeling that I have about it is that like, I just don't, it's not going to stick in my memory post the spoiler special. I'm never going to think about this movie again.
0: I 100%. Agree, which is why we should just have our complete memory dump together right now. So we <laughs> that that is kind of what a spoiler special right? is. It is just like, let's see how many details we can remember about this movie. <laughs> right. Let's just exercise it from our brains for yeah. the sake of spoiling it. And then and then after this hour, people will be like, so
1: have you seen Space Jam and New Legacy? And we'll be like, sorry, what? We haven't. I've seen Space Jam. Yes, I love Space Jam so much. All right. So, let's get into it. So, the 1996 Space Jam starred Michael Jordan, and this new Space Jam, A New Legacy, stars LeBron James, King James, in the, (laughs) I was about to say in the title role, but he's not playing Space Jam. He's just the main character.
0: All right. (laughs) Space Jam.
1: (laughs) And basically, the plot hinges around the fact that, like, one of his sons, Dom, Doesn't really want to follow in his dad's basketball shoes and instead is kind of more interested in learning how to program like computers program and make his own like video games, which I have to say is like right off the top a really weird way to introduce your plot (laughs) because he has two other kids. And there is no plot with them at all. Even though the main thing is like reconnect with your children and let them grow up and be who they want to be. Right. And it's like, I we do not care <laughs> about his other two children at all.
0: It's so weird. It's so weird. I don't even remember their names. And the other thing was like, so he has a young daughter who seems pretty young. So like, whatever. Mm-hmm. He's not going to force her to play basketball quite yet. But I think Dom has an older brother, I think. Yeah. yeah. Who
1: is like into
0: basketball. Right. So it's like, okay, Dom doesn't like basketball. It's fine what about nameless brother one darius darius exactly yes <laughs> glad he has a name yeah like what about darius so i mean he might as well not based on the way this movie right it just feels like it feels very unfair to poor dom that he's so put upon here
1: Mm-hmm. yeah like why does only he have this pre- or, like, does Darius have some sort of inner life? It's almost <laughs> like, where is the Jiro dreams of sushi version of this movie? You remember where, like, one of the sons is, like, just stuck in the father's restaurant mm-hmm. and keeps doing it and be like, I will fall in his footsteps forever. And then his other <laughs> younger son has, like, opened his own restaurant. Yeah, That's what this feels like, except that none of the other plot lines exist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. So Dom is like, oh, but I want to make video games. But LeBron keeps being like, you need to like practice basketball because when he was a child, his coach took away his Game Boy Mm -hmm. question mark. (laughs) Like that's the that's the inciting incident for this movie where he's like, oh, I can't become better at basketball if I get distracted by Nintendo. Right. Which is like, also just such a silly
0: segue into introducing the Looney Tunes part, too, because Mm -hmm. the game he is ostensibly playing on his Game Boy is some random Bugs Bunny game. Yeah, is it real? It's not real. It is absolutely
1: not real. Oh, whoa. Okay. I was like, It wasn't so far out of the realm of Mm -hmm. possibility that I was like, I'm sure there's not a Looney Tunes game. But knowing that it's not real changes the game completely. (laughs) It was just
0: like, oh, yes, to remind you there are going to be Looney Tunes in this.
1: The -hmm. the other
0: thing, I mean, yes, it's the inciting incident of this is also why he has this grudge against gaming i guess is Mm -hmm. why lebron hates it i was just contrasting it to the opening to the original space jam which does the most to prove like michael jordan was a prodigy from the age Mm -hmm. of 12 like he's just shooting baskets for hours alone and like you know, getting landing baskets the whole time. Landing a basket. That's basketball term. We know sports <laughs> a lot. Versus this one, it's like, oh, LeBron sucked because of video games ruining him. And he has to protect his son from going down the same fate of Liking video games as a kid and then becoming the best basketball player of all time. Like, it just, it felt very forced to me. And as gamers, mm-hmm. <laughs> as gamers, hashtag. Yeah, both both of us are uh, certified gamers. <laughs> right. It w- I was like, that's rude. Gaming is only a plus. It's weird. It's weird.
1: Yeah, where it's like, it seems like the idea is like, you need to focus and make time for the things that you want to excel at. But it mm-hmm. doesn't really get that message across clearly enough. right? Anyway, so... Dom like shows LeBron his game and he's like, Oh, like look, I can make him do the specific move that you do, and it causes his character to glitch and then be deleted from the game, which is (laughs) which will be important later. It's not just a weird side note. Yeah. And so as like LeBron is still like living his life and trying to get his son to be excited about basketball, he takes his son along to a meeting on the Warner Brothers lot where they're like our AI, our studio software algorithm has come up with all these ideas for you where like you could be in a Batman movie, you could be in Game of Thrones or whatever because we'll just make a CGI version of you to stick in all these things. And he's like, these ideas suck and I don't want to do them. Which is I think really the most interesting idea in this entire thing right. where they're like, number one, positing that everything that Warner Brothers makes is generated by an algorithm, which is I think something that a lot of people on Twitter love to theorize about Right, all we get is <laughs> like IP remakes. Right. And then saying that, like, LeBron saying, like, I think it sucks that you're just putting a CGI version of me into other franchises to try to make X more popular. That's also a problem that we have with the current media landscape. Right. And LeBron says that it sucks, but then they never follow back around to this at all, right? Like, it
0: is honestly the most intriguing moment in that it's self-aware and self-critical. Obviously, this is a Warner Brothers, like, flagship I mean, it's like a pole picture. Mm-hmm. It's a commercial for Warner Brothers, which I'm sure oh, we'll yeah. get into, especially at the, the basketball game where it literally is a commercial. And so for him to mock the idea of what Warner Brothers is kind of doing, which is like repurposing its IP as much as possible and in every sector, and to reanimate IP, which is literally what they're doing with yep. Space Jam, with LeBron, it's like this could be an ironic point to carry through. But yeah, this is the one moment where LeBron is offering something unique yeah. and smart to say, and then it just evaporates.
1: It feels like the one moment that got left from like the Terrence Nance version of this movie. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, Terrence Nance was the director originally attached to this, and then they quote-unquote, amicably parted ways with Warner Brothers on this movie, and, and then Malcolm D. Lee was brought on. As I understand it, that parting was not really that amicable. Mm-hmm. And if you've seen any of Terrence Nance's previous work, which is very experimental and very much pushing the boundaries, it's pretty easy to see why they didn't want him on this movie, which is, again, just saying, isn't Warner Brothers great? Subscribe to our screaming service. Screaming service is <laughs> service. Whatever. It's the same thing. <laughs> but... I mean, that it feels like the one idea left over that they just somehow didn't flag as being problematic. Mm-hmm. And the even weirder thing is, like, Algorithm gets a sort of human form in the character Al Rhythm, played by Don Cheadle. Right. That name alone, huge cringe. But besides <laughs> that, he is the bad guy in this movie. Mm-hmm. He's not a redeemable bad guy. He's a bad guy that he just destroyed, which, again, makes it all the stranger that the story is, like oh, no, like, we actually want to do that. And that is what Space Jam of New Legacy is. And it's just inserting every single property that you have into one movie to try to make people, like, more buzzed about it. Right. Yeah, I think we can definitely see the vestiges of... You
0: know, Terrence Nance and the competing ideas that were brought into this. I mean, so many people were credited with the story and the screenplay mm-hmm. here that it absolutely is kind of like Frankenstein together. I mean, that's a great point of like the literal villain here is the algorithm, which, mm-hmm. yes, his personification, but you kind of forget later on when it does Really dive into we're celebrating Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers is so fun (laughs) that he is actually the personification of everything that is bad about franchise filmmaking. Yeah. I do also want to mention in this scene something that felt like a weird spoiler to me and that I had no idea they were in it was the executives were Sarah Silverman and Stephen Yen, which was weird.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Seeing Stephen Yen in this, I was like, Mm -hmm. What, why is he in this right? movie and this part in particular, which is like one line and then that's it? Yeah, it was like these are the biggest
0: name actual actors in this film and they're being dispensed Well, of. Don Cheadle, though. Oh,
1: Don Cheadle. Yeah, I guess. Also, I guess Zendaya, but eh, I mean, we don't we'll see get to her. her. we'll yeah. get to her.
0: Yeah, but like to have these very well known actors in here for very bit parts was, um, so yeah. strange to me, and I—that was like my biggest spoiler because I was like, "What? They're <laughs> here? What the heck?" Sarah Silverman, which I mean, it didn't matter much. Although we get to see her office, which just is laden with Warner Brothers movie posters, which is a a tease <sighs> of what's to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, we get to that pretty quickly. So right, right after LeBron is like, "The algorithm sucks." The algorithm gets mad, and then number one. Sucks Dom into what's called the serververse, which is just every Warner Brothers property is just there. And then LeBron looking for his son also gets sucked into the serververse. Mm-hmm. Well, no, they both go at the same time. Yeah, they both get sucked in at the same yeah, time. Yeah, they do. But they're not together.
0: So now no. he must LeBron is scared and confused because he doesn't know where Dom is. And Dom is with his new his new father figure.
1: Yeah. Algae rhythm. He's like, okay, sure, like, too quickly. Yeah. Yeah,
0: it's like, I mean, we don't spend too much time with Dom, but it is like, LeBron is disturbed looking for his son. His son is having a blast hanging out with a computer. (laughs) Like, he's having the best time, and LeBron is like, what the hell, I'm with these Looney Tunes, I don't know where my son is, my wife's gonna kill me. (laughs) So it's kind of sad, because it does highlight wow, LeBron bad dad, actually, question mark? Which is sort of what Algie Rhythm's MO is, is to prove to Dom that his father is a terrible father to him.
1: Yeah. And so Algie is like, if you want to get back to the real world, you have to beat me in a basketball game, which is why LeBron now shoots through every Warner Brothers property that you can think of, Harry Potter, Game of Thrones, Austin Powers, question mark, doesn't (laughs) seem like a joke that will really land with the younger demographic here. (laughs) (laughs) Mad Max Fury Road, depressing because that's such a good movie, and you did it like this. Same with The Matrix.
0: Oh, wow. Um, Yeah, and it was funny because it was like, part of this was oh they own this like warner brothers owns this and that like it was Mm -hmm. a survey for the audience too and i completely (laughs) forgot that mad max was a wb property well because it's so good yeah so i was like
1: oh my god mad max is here too also ironic that it's in there because it feels like one of the few examples of franchise filmmaking taking a risk and that's why people like it because it's such a risky incredible movie right and then everything else is like we have to play it as safe as possible right
0: It was also so strange because all of these were, like, actually taken from the movies themselves, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Like, the Harry Potter part was just animated. Um, But, yeah, we actually had footage from Mad Max. We had the Austin Powers thing was just superimposing Elmer Fudd into the Doctor Evil scene.
1: That's part of what made it (laughs) most upsetting for me, where I was like, this feels like desecration (laughs) of these movies. It was just, like, a terrible, like, YouTube poop mashup or something (laughs) for, like... 10 minutes straight youtube poop but they had money to make it yes yeah but the weird thing about that is then after lebron goes through all these worlds and it ends up that they only save the looney tunes who were in these other worlds they go to like looney tune world to like train or whatever but it's like the 2d animation looks bad it does not look good (laughs) like it looks worse than the first movie the
0: person i watched this with i swear to god they had such a better time than I did, but part of what—literally—they were like, "It was fun." I don't know, you're taking it too seriously. I was like, "I'm Allegra. If you're talking about your boyfriend, <laughs> you have to break up with him." <laughs> no comments on who it
1: was. Wow. Um,
0: <laughs> but another argument he said is that he thought the animation was good and that it looked like modern day Looney what? Tunes. And I was like, "Try." I'm I'm nice. I'm accommodating. So I was just like. Yeah, I just prefer. You're allowed to push back. <laughs> the animation was so bad. It was so flat. It was just like. It's not good. Cheap. It looked cheap. And it's like this movie yeah. cost you $150 million at least.
1: Why is it so right. cheap? Where did that go? Did that go only into getting LeBron? <laughs> it was probably $100 mil to LeBron. I mean, good for him. Yeah. So part of what we discover about why the Looney Tunes are all over the place is that apparently Algy Rhythm was like, hey, like, you can, like, explore the uh, these better realities and get out of this stupid Looney Tune world. So they all go except for Bugs Bunny, who is, I guess, the one true believer. <laughs> and then they all come back for uh, unclear reasons. I, like, didn't understand what would really make them come back besides the Daffy Duck interlude where he is, like, clearly destroying cities and nobody likes him. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, everyone else seems to be doing fine. Everyone else was having a blast. Like one of the one of the mashups. The one that I actually kind of enjoyed was Lola Bunny in You
1: liked it? Okay, listen, not to put you on blast, but
0: (laughs) listen, she's a cutie in this movie. She's not like sexy Lola anymore. I thought she was a cute little bunny, and it was based off (laughs) Wonder Woman 1984, which I thought was a terrible movie. But also
1: really funny because that movie like just came out. It's not like people have a lot of cultural attachment to this.
0: Yeah, and originally this movie I think was supposed to come out summer 2020, so This movie would, 1984, (laughs) would have been even more recent to feel even weirder. But yeah, I mean... I only remembered that this was from that movie particularly because it just came out, like, six months ago. Yeah.
1: Also, like, why could they not get the footage for that yeah. to make it
0: real? Because they do it in, like, a sort of cartoon format. Yeah, it's, like, comic booky. Maybe because they found out about this plot point while they were both in production and it didn't uh, actually exist yet. But they're yet. like, why
1: do that? It's so <laughs> right, stupid. It's r- Everything about this movie makes me mad. <laughs> I'm JK. I don't have strong it. <laughs> <laughs> it is stupid, but
0: Lola, I, I appreciated that Lola has made this hard turn into being her own
1: character now. I mean, I feel like we all, as young girls who watched the original Space Jam, have a lingering affection for her just because it was like, oh, there's the one girl character. Right.
0: And now instead
1: of the one girl
0: character being like the sexy one who's only there to be, you know, uh, Bugs Bunny's future girlfriend, like she she's trying to be an Amazon. I thought that was... Sweet for two minutes. I mean, it was two minutes of mm-hmm. finding it sweet, and then of course it it was ruined. But like, even she has some cool other
1: gig going on. Like everyone has a. Well, that is what life I didn't understand. Now. Where I was like, I understand that part of the reason. So they have her do like the time trial or whatever, and she ends up not making it because she <laughs> yeah. has to save Bugs Bunny and LeBron. But then Diana is like, y- "Your priorities all make you an Amazon because you're like nice to your friends." So they make her an Amazon anyway, and I'm like. Is that it? Like, you're just going to leave your life now there? Like, because that seems way better than going to go hang out with Bugs Bunny for whatever To reason. play a basketball game. You're giving it yeah. all up to play a basketball game again
0: with this binge.
1: <sighs> yeah. Well, so they assemble the whole Toon Squad, and LeBron's like, oh, man, they're all shitty at basketball. And he starts trying to coach them on how to play basketball. And they're like, but we're the Looney Tunes. We only know how to do cartoon stuff. And he's like, no cartoon stuff. Do real basketball. <laughs> But then they meet the basketball team that Al G. has put together called the Goon Squad, which through using the technology that Dom has developed for his video game, they've scanned in some other real basketball players and then like given them weird animal powers to make them more powerful. Right. And it's very, it's horrifying to look at. It's a, it's a bit weird. It reminded me of like... Mega Mind, <laughs> yeah, like that style of animation. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah,
0: like grotesque kitty animation. Where, yeah. yeah, it's it was. I was like, well, okay, whatever. It was very. They were very ugly to look at. These, uh, yeah,
1: and and Dom is like the. Star character of the Goon Squad because Algie is like, Why don't you like break the rules of the game, set all your powers to 100? And so he does that. Uh, all maxes, no mins, <laughs> <laughs> no middle sliders. And right before they start to play the game, Algy makes all of the Looney Tunes 3D, which is another one of the most upsetting aspects of this movie because they look horrible also in 3D. They look
0: also the process of turning them into 3D, it seems like it's painful. Like they're all really just dis- like upset by it. And That was upsetting to me because, you know, the conversion, it was like, what, what was the point of this? What is, this is not worth it. They, I mean, they all look very textured. And again, as someone who finds bunnies to be cute, I was like, oh, I could pet them. And I I feel like I know what it would feel like, but it's, it doesn't make sense. It eliminates whatever style and aesthetic they were trying to go with for the Looney Tunes, And now everything looks the same.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's also one of the kind of ironic things where the Looney Tunes are like, why you make us 3D? Like, we're perfectly good 2D. And, it seem- and it's like, why wouldn't this movie take its own fucking lessons? Where it, like, they want to make everything now into 3D. And it's like, why are you doing that? The original 2D animation is the original, original, not in this movie 2D animation is good. You know what I thought was interesting, just
0: quickly, is like, There's some Looney Tunes shorts on HBO like they are they're currently like Mm -hmm. making new Looney Tunes shorts, but those are 2D and they're trying to really adhere to the original Mary Melody style. I was watching a Mm -hmm. few after this movie because we wanted to see what the Looney Tunes are up to these days. Okay, so then you watched those, and your
1: boyfriend was still like, they look the same. No,
0: no. (laughs) Okay. Afterward, we were like, okay, this looks a lot better, thankfully. All right, good. But, like, you know, I I can understand them converting Looney Tunes into 3D if this is like, oh, this is a new style we're trying to get you accustomed to because all the new Looney Tunes cartoons are going to look like this, but... They really are going very far away from that. Like they're trying to be far more traditionalist with the current Looney Tunes slate. So I I found that also upsetting where it's like, okay, off outside of this movie, you're doing actually kind of a good job to honor the original animation. But inside Mm -hmm. the movie, you've literally obliterated it. And that was disappointing.
1: They run into the big Detective Pikachu problem, Mm -hmm. where it's like, some of these, these were all only meant to exist in 2D, and if you render some of them into 3D, they're not going to look good. Right. Like Mr. Mime, the weird flesh texture, (laughs) that's all that Porky Pig is, and it's terrible. It's very fleshy. Yeah, because they are
0: so textured. That's that's the weirdest part, is they are extremely textured.
1: There's no good way to do that. Yeah. No. And let's take a quick break to hear from our sponsors today. Hey listeners, before we get back to the show, I wanted to remind you about the benefits of joining Slate Plus. First of all, it's only $1 for the first month. You get zero ads on any Slate podcasts, plus unlimited reading on the Slate website so you'll never hit that paywall again. Not to mention, you'll also be supporting this podcast. Making these spoiler specials would not be possible without support, and Slate Plus helps keep this show going. And if we haven't convinced you yet, you'll also get bonus segments or episodes on your other favorite shows, like Slow Burn, Political Gabfest, Culture Gabfest, Mom and Dad Are Fighting, and more. So, if you're interested in joining, go to slate.com/slash/spoilerplus. That's slate.com/slash/spoilerplus. And now back to the show. Anyway, so now they're pit in this game against each other. And it turns out the stakes are now if the Looney Tunes win, everyone gets to go back to their normal lives. But if they lose, then the Looney Tunes get deleted permanently. And also all the humans that Algie sucks into the server to serve as the audience also have to stay inside the computer world forever. Right. So it's uh, the, the stakes are pretty high. Which
0: is, uh, you know, that's how this goes. The stakes jump
1: drastically. Very
0: drastically. It's literally life or death at this point. And Dom does not seem to care. That's the other thing, too, is like ostensibly we're supposed to sympathize with Dom and I guess we ultimately do insofar as we sympathize with anyone or anything happening in this movie (laughs) but he is kind of the reason this is all happening because he's right he's the one that Algae Rhythm finally gets access to including Mm -hmm. his video game that he is pitting against his own dad and trying to murder his dad with essentially so it's a really it's a really unfortunate turn of events
1: yeah and it's also like dom like dude algae like mass kidnapped a lot of people the kidnapping scene which is basically like the snap and the avengers was also insane to me because it's like firefighters get abducted and then like some people on a plane get abducted and i'm like This doesn't not have consequences for the real world.
0: The plane thing was really, really disturbing to me. Like, the flight attendants. You need flight attendants. They're not just nobodies. Like, they're on the freaking plane. What are you going to do? Yeah, this is really presupposing that nobody that you're abducting is concurrently operating heavy machinery. Right. And also, you know, once his family shows up, too, you would think Dom... Would If he's mad at his dad, okay, but his mom, his siblings are there too. Mm -hmm. You would think he would at least think, okay, maybe I should figure out how to shut this game down because I'm (laughs) the one who created it so that my entire family isn't, like, I mean, stuck in the serververse with me forever. Mm -hmm. Miserable.
1: Yeah, I don't even 100%. Like, even the way that Dom changes his mind is like doesn't 100% make sense. So they start playing the game and the goon squad is just like totally destroying the Looney Tunes. And things only really start to turn around when LeBron is like, oh, like I was wrong about having to play basketball normal, just play it Looney Tune style. And so right. they start doing all this cartoon stuff that starts to catch them up. But then LeBron in a moment with Dom is like, I understand now I got to let you be you. I can't like pressure you into basketball. And that's all that it takes to make Dom Come back and play for the Looney Tunes,
0: yeah. And it's like you couldn't have done this hours ago.
1: Also, like right, that- <laughs> like you should have figured this out sooner. Yeah. Like Even like if even if your dad had not apologized to you, the fact that Algy has conducted a mass abduction like should have immediately sent you back onto Looney Tunes side.
0: Dom's morals are incredibly questionable. Something also about this basketball game. So that's like the centerpiece, at least in the original. And it ostensibly is in this movie, too. But there's so much else going on in this movie that feels so long and overwrought to me that I don't even know how big of a factor this basketball game ultimately (laughs) is, other than to show off the myriad uh, Warner Brothers characters in the crowd. But the basketball game, like LeBron barely actually did anything in this basketball game, partially because they went into this like we have to be loony to actually win. And so before that they Mm -hmm. were being creamed. But if the idea here is also to show that like Dom's dad is an amazing basketball player and he is (laughs) like so invested in basketball. He, this bench barely plays any basketball. Like LeBron is basically a non-entity until that moment.
1: It's so weird because, like, LeBron is really the selling point of this movie. And LeBron, based on all of his other, like, movie and media appearances, is an extremely charming and just seemingly really nice guy. Yeah. And the fact that you would make him this really just dull, two-bit dad for this entire movie instead of letting him be fun seems like a mistake the only yeah. like the one moment where I was like yeah LeBron is like at the beginning when his his son is like don't dab and he's like what'd you say don't dab dab and then he leaves and I was like he's so great he's so fun yeah. he's not like an incredible actor or whatever but he's good when he needs to be and he's fun but he's just not fun for most of this movie most of this movie is not fun it's not fun
0: it's just people being mad at each other people <laughs> being duplicitous people being abducted the Looney Tunes not being happy with each other people's lives being threatened like the stakes are too high and the action is all too slow to make any of this feel at all enjoyable (laughs) but weirdly Don Cheadle is
1: really good
0: he's the best part of this movie he has never given a bad performance he is I firmly believe he is the only one who honestly seems like he's having a good time
1: yeah, it feels a lot like he's like, what the fuck ever, like let's ju- let let's get that paycheck. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not that he's phoning it in. It's just like he's like, yeah, whatever. He's like, he's into the bit.
0: Yeah, it's like this is silly. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, there, there's a part when he's playing the coach and his costume changes in every scene (laughs) like every time they cut back to him he has a different costume and like but it's like it is they are specifically the costumes of like famous coaches right so like bill belichick (laughs) it's so funny it's real it's honestly funny and it's like he clearly is like living it up yes he doesn't need to try too hard because this character is barely anything Mm -hmm. other than just like Villain. He's just being funny. Yeah. So it's, he is actually joy, joyous to watch. But something that was hard to take while we were looking (laughs) at Algae Rhythm was the fact that every shot was the crowd behind him and the crowd that was rooting for the Goon Squad were the Warner Brothers characters. How did you feel about seeing? the clown from, like, Pennywise from It and the Droogs from Clockwork Orange, like, just this weird array. It's such array. a
1: weird choice yeah. where it's like, do they understand, like, what these characters are? Because it's like, uh, it's like if they made a movie about Ted Bundy and then put Ted Bundy in there. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing? And also, like, wh- like what are you expecting, like, kids to, like, see this and think? Like, I don't think that's gonna make them go look up that movie, but even if they did, they're not appropriate for children. right. Children famously find Pennywise scary. Yes. Like what
0: what's going on here? He is scary. I am not a child, but he is freaking scary and I hate him. And every time mm-hmm. they cut to him, I was horrified. Like oh. there are there are cartoon characters, but in the way background. Like in the way yeah. background, you can see Judy Jetson, beloved Judy Jetson, like or the Iron Giant picking up his second paycheck right. since Ready Player One. <laughs> He's doing well for himself, so I'm, I'm honestly oh, yeah. happy. But but uh, most of the ones in the forefront, yeah, were, like, not characters that the, uh, honestly, like, the target audience are going to relate no. to or want to buy merch That's for. A real, like, for the parents. Right. It's... Kind of. It was so... It was so strange because, yeah, are is it trying to just make this movie more palatable for the adults that are inevitably watching it for their kids? Or is it trying to, like, refortify the WB stable for a new generation? Because if it's the latter, like... Kids have no reason to tune into WB anymore.
1: Yeah, it's like you need to you need to pick and choose what you're putting up there better because, like, I'm sure there's other things that are more like broadly appealing than a Clockwork Orange. <laughs> I feel like it's in part because Harry
0: Potter is low key, high key canceled, and that's the one thing <laughs> that they have that's like family friendly. Yeah. So they didn't really want to put any Harry Potter people.
1: Well, you say that, but they're still making them. So <laughs> that's true. And I did, anyway. I did see Voldemort. Oh, God, yeah. I also thought that at some point I saw Will Smith's character from Wild Wild West, but I could be wrong about that. Oh. <laughs> anyway, so then after Dom joins the Toon Squad, they win the basketball game, and everyone goes home, oh, I guess that's the big thing. The, the, they're like, oh, the way that we need to win the basketball game is by, like, breaking the game and making it impossible for Algie and the Goon Squad to cheat. So LeBron is like, I'll do that special move that made a glitch happened in the original game and then bugs does it and sacrifices himself and quote unquote dies and then everyone goes back to the real world and then they're going about their normal lives again dom goes to video game camp because lebron is finally accepting of the fact that his son has other interests and then bugs bunny just appears and is like hey i brought all the looney tunes to stay at your house is that cool and then the movie ends
0: (laughs) he's just suddenly there in hollywood with all of his friends, I wish they just let him die. That would have been incredible. Yeah, it would have been honestly. It reminded me a lot of the Pokemon movie when Ash dies. Of course, yeah, of course, Ash comes back to life. But this but just was, like way more emotional. It was so much more emotional. They actually made it matter for a little bit in this one. Yeah, it was literally like cut to. Oh hey, Bugs. Which like I don't even feel like LeBron and Bugs had that close of a relationship. No, they did not. Yeah, so it's like I'm sad for the Looney Tunes, but we don't even really see them again. We just see Bugs. And then
1: it's like everyone's fine. And yeah, everyone's <laughs> Which fine. Which is, I guess, as part of the course for like a kids' movie, like we shouldn't rag on it too much for doing that. Because right. in what kids' movie are you really like, going <laughs> to kill gonna the kill main cartoon character? Funny. <laughs> yeah but the whole movie is just like okay i'm never gonna think about this movie again
0: right it's like the stakes they made disturbingly high and then it ultimately Mm -hmm. didn't matter at all which like if the movie were more tongue-in-cheek like what we were kind of hoping in that one scene earlier on then it would have been fine we would have laughed it's okay we
1: would have laughed we would have laughed instead we moaned and here we are it was uh, we have to we have to mention the one good joke though which is like in the middle of the basketball game one of the loon Tunes is like I found him I got Michael Jordan we're gonna win and then yeah. it was like a slow reveal and it turns out to be Michael B. Jordan that was that was a good reveal and something
0: yeah. were you spoiled on that because I had no idea no I was not yeah that was like the one surprise where it's like haha yeah because I honestly pretty good I thought they had Michael Jordan they got me they really got I did me too
1: frankly if Michael Jordan had showed up up, I would maybe give this movie one more star. Yeah, I would have freaked out and post like, the last dance. MJ,
0: <laughs> incredible! Oh my god, with a big cigar and his bloodshot eyes and his whiskey,
1: <laughs> and I took that personal. <laughs> yeah,
0: that would have been amazing, and he would have like sat down. He doesn't walk much if he doesn't have to anymore. He's he's done his time being active. Yeah, it would have been it would have been amazing. But Michael B. Jordan was a great great joke
1: anyway yeah it was pretty good it was it was pretty good it was great like in relation it, the to reveal this. was good yeah the following banter was bad <laughs> right. but it was like okay you got michael b jordan it's still pretty good i kind of wanted him to actually play for the team no me too right yeah me too. and like go yeah. with
0: go with that joke roll with it
1: why would he not right he
0: could have been the bill murray ringer yeah yeah there's no bill murray in this no bill murray in any sense he literally does yeah. not appear and that was Honestly, so upsetting to me.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if Michael Jordan doesn't do anything he needs to, he doesn't need to now, then Bill Murray is that times like a million. Right. Absolutely. He, I mean... Bill Murray's
0: only doing Wes Anderson movies now. Right. Bill Murray's gone past the time where he thought the Cohen brothers were doing Garfield and then accidentally I mean that, signed up for two Garfield movies. Like, he, I don't care <laughs> if that's like a false or not. It's so <laughs> fucking funny. It is my favorite possible apocryphal story. Yeah. yeah so like, we literally... I mean, the fact that we kind of blew through this this plot, even though it's almost two hours long, says so much <laughs> because the plot is so threadbare. And again, yeah, we don't need a lot of plot. It's just there's nothing even entertaining
1: to pull out. Like It's just so stupid. I'm now like... <laughs> I feel like I'm remembering things that I forcefully blacked out about this movie, like the porky pig rap, which was just awful. Oh, yeah. Like, it's so. The fact Mm -hmm. that, like, then, like, Daffy's like, oh, he did that. It's like, he did what? (laughs) What what did he do? What did he do? Nothing. And why? I was hoping. So, like, porky in his own. And wasn't it like Lil Rel, Howard? There's like commentators, and they're like, oh, he's spitting straight fire. And I'm like, is he? (laughs) Is he spitting straight fire? (laughs) Like, I was hoping
0: that someone, like, I don't know, Lil Wayne or like Jay-Z. Like they had gotten some actual rapper to do that rap for Porky yeah. instead of it just being Porky's voice.
1: Because uh, <laughs> my name is Porky. And I'm here to say he doesn't do that, but it's pretty close. Oh, my God. Who knew? Who knew you had a Porky in you? I just tried it right now and it turned out better. Than it I thought turned it out great. Honestly. Thank Very you. Very proud. Yeah, that was like.
0: They tried so hard to give these characters some sense of like ca- a catchphrase. I was gonna say a personality, but they wanted just yeah. like a pull out catchphrase like the grandma character. It, I hate
1: granny so I, much. Granny I'm sorry, but could she's old but also she's sassy is a joke that ran out of steam like twenty exactly. years ago. Exactly.
0: It's like, oh, how funny to see an old woman doing things old people shouldn't be able to do. Like I yeah. that's not funny. It's not interesting. Is this Ageist?
1: <laughs> <laughs> are you are, are you guys being ageist right now? They are. They're being ageist. Yeah. yeah. Also, like, technically all the Looney Tunes are old now. Yeah, they're
0: old. Bugs Bunny is, like, 70 years old. Yeah, don't just make Granny take all the
1: heat for this. No,
0: no. Granny, they're all old. They're all decrepit. They've all done this before, too. (laughs) Like, oh, that was my other question. So, obviously, like, in the Warner Brothers like pitch meeting early on in the movie with mm-hmm. Sarah Silverman and Steven, um, they show a bunch of Warner Brothers movie posters, and one of them is the original Space Jam. So, do you think it was kind of unclear to me in this canon? Yeah, is that all
1: fictional, or did these Looney Tunes actually play well, in that game? It feels like the Looney Tunes did because yeah. remember, because like when they're talking to Lola, she's like, We've all done that, we've done this, right, before. Right. Like they talk about it like it's already happened, but that also prompts the question if this has already happened to you why wouldn't you be more prepared for it to happen a second time right like why aren't you better at basketball like don't you have some safeguards i feel like they should
0: have been like practicing basketball regularly just in case (laughs) just like pickup games right i know it's been 25 years but to come from zero to 100 in the original space jam and then they're back at zero that's not how that works that's not how that works No. It was it's very strange. It really like I had to rack my brain for a while about the the canon of Space Jam.
1: Yeah. Also like who who's the little man with the red mustache who shoots guns? I don't know what Yosemite Sam. Sam. Yosemite Sam. Okay, thank you. (laughs) The little man. You know exactly what I'm talking about though. But, like, it, isn't the joke where Davy Duck is like, shoot, and then he, like, shoots a million bullets into the basketball game? Doesn't that happen in the first movie, too? I'm pretty sure it does. Where it's like, he hasn't learned? Yeah, it's like, you He all had know. to play a whole game. You
0: all know you played, and in the original Space Jam, like, Michael Jordan put them through frickin' basketball speed camp. Like, mm-hmm. he taught them everything. They learned how to play basketball from Michael Jordan. I feel like you don't just forget from Michael that. Jordan. From Michael Jordan! They learned from the best basketball player how to play basketball and won a game, mm-hmm. not just mm-hmm. on Michael's back. So, you would think, why would they have to be loony in order to do well in this game? Right. They should have some oh, baseline God. of skills.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. There's... I mean, there's a lot of plot holes here. <laughs> So especially funny. because they're like they're not the same movie well I mean it's also like okay so if the Space Jam poster exists in the real world in the Warner Brothers studio mm-hmm. is LeBron really not at all aware of this movie starring Michael Jordan? right like he should have come in and been like yo wait this is awesome oh I've, this is Space
0: Jam I love
1: you guys because I love Space Jam okay I'm ready mm-hmm. for this Like, and that I'll notably do... has nothing to do with him liking or not liking video games right exactly
0: exactly it has nothing no connection to video games i don't think there was a space jam video game it's all unrelated so yeah yeah it's like that really bothered me i thought this was going to be a lot more referential in that sense too i would have loved that i would have lived for that and he would have been like aren't you guys supposed to be better you play couldn't you guys at least more. get wayne knight yeah come on what is wayne knight doing what is he's not doing nothing. I'm actually going to google him right now. What is he I would cuz I do want to know. I would love to know what he looks like. These it looks
1: days. like he's not really that busy. He could have come and done something for Space Jam too. I don't see why not. Uh, he absolutely yeah. It looks like the last few TV shows he did were
0: like Warner Brothers properties. He was in Harley Quinn. <laughs> hello you have a relationship Wayne Knight
1: is the penguin I do like that but yeah anyway so Harley Quinn great now I'm just looking at pictures of current Wayne Knight and I'm like oh he looks good he looks cute he looks really good now I love the beard on him no the beard looks good especially like because it has like those white patches yeah he's like a I don't want to say silver fox that's pushing it I think but. we're allowed to say that.
0: <laughs> He's a silver fox. He would have been the hottest person in this movie if they had gotten him. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, not LeBron, you don't think LeBron would be the hottest person in this movie? I don't know. I, I would have to see Wayne Knight next to him and then it would be, I would really have to think about it. LeBron I really. And Wayne
1: Knight but... has a lot of innate charm, though. Yes.
0: Okay, well, Michael B. Jordan is the hottest person in this movie, <laughs> but Wayne Knight would have been the second hottest, I think. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. It would have been amazing if he was in the crowd. Like, all they could have done is just, like, put him in the crowd during the abduction scene.
1: Also, it would have been funny, because this whole thing in the first movie was, like, being this kind of Weedley agent, like, Jerry Maguire kind of character. Like, you could have had that in this pretty easily.
0: (sighs) Now I'm just mad. Again. It's just, (sighs) like, there's so many things that they could have done to make this movie at least fun
1: for people like us who really did Mm -hmm. like the original. Like, Oh, red alert. I just found a picture of Stephen Root and Wayne Knight right next to each other. (laughs) This is huge for me.
0: This is so much more fun than Space Jam A New Legacy. (laughs) Googling Wayne Knight
1: is so much better. Google image searching (laughs) Wayne Knight. It's good. It's so much better. So I I guess let's wrap up. We've, We've pretty much finished talking about the movie. So all in all... Oh, wow. Wait, I'm reading the Wikipedia page for this right now. And it says that Bill Murray, who appeared in the original film, makes a photographic cameo playing golf alongside Bugs Bunny in the credits. Oh, yeah. I saw that. It was just like... It doesn't count. It doesn't count. In the
0: credits, they just had like random... It was kind of like the scene with the Warner Brothers mashups, but it was just photos of like what everyone did in Hollywood when the Blue was in it. So
1: that doesn't freaking count. No. No. He has to to say something. Anyway. All right. So let's wrap it up. Would we recommend this movie? I don't know why I'm hesitating.
0: I would say no. I would say no, it is not enjoyable. It is not fun. It is not worth watching, but I would love to rant with anybody who does watch it. So it would be fun for me to be angry with you. If you do. It's a big,
1: like, yeah, it's a big, like if you don't have anything better to do with your time, then why not? Yeah. There are so many other more boring things to watch. This is
0: fine, but it's also not a good movie and you will probably smile three times
1: yeah all right well thank you so much for coming to talk spoilers for space jam with me i say this like i'm the host of this podcast where in reality we're both guests we are both guests but i i defer to you in all cases thank you you know what thank you for coming to spoil space jam with me how about that that <laughs> oh, sounds good to me And that's our show. Please subscribe to the Slate spoiler special podcast feed. And if you like the show, please rate and review it in the Apple podcast store or wherever you get your podcasts. If you have suggestions for movies or TV shows, we should spoil, or if you have any other feedback you'd like to share, please send it to spoilers at slate.com. Our producer is Morgan Flannery for Elliger Frank. I'm Karen Hahn. Thanks for listening.